Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Shalom Yimini. Each week, we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find inspiration that will complement your daily life and intensify your connection to God. This week's Parsha Perspective is being dedicated in memory of Shlomo ben Edward. May his soul be uplifted and his memory a blessing. This week marks one year since we started the Parsha Perspective. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank some people who have helped me tremendously to make the Parsha Perspective a reality. I would like to thank my dear friends Zev Siegel, Orestes, and Shlomo Hess for all your advice and support during the past year. May God continue to bless you with much health, success, and happiness. I would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening and sharing the podcast each week. And I hope you have gained as much as I have from the Parsha perspective during this past year. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Nayach. Our Parsha begins by introducing Nayach, a person who remained righteous and faithful to God while the rest of society was in a state of anarchy and sin. Hashem then informed Nayach that a mobble, a flood, would soon destroy all of civilization and only he and his family would survive by living in a teva, an ark that he was to build. He was given the exact dimensions of the teva and commanded to bring along with him seven of every kosher animal and a pair of every non-kosher animal. As he entered the ark, rain began to pour, and the rain lasted for 40 days and 40 nights, causing the waters to reach even higher than the tallest mountains. All human beings and animals that were not stowed away in the teva quickly drowned. The waters continued to churn for 150 days until God commanded it to subside. Nayach then sent out a raven to determine the extent of the water's retreat. However, the raven did not fly far before returning back to the Teva. Nayach then decided to send out a dove three times. The first time the dove left, it returned empty-handed. The second time, it returned with an olive branch in its beak, indicating that new growth had begun to sprout. The final time, the dove did not return, signaling to Nayach, the land had dried. On the 27th of Cheshvan, precisely one year since entering the Teva, Nayach and his family exited the Ark to re-inhabit the world. A question comes to mind. If Nayach was the only righteous person in a society that was entirely against God, and the only person who merited that he and his family would survive the world's greatest flood, then why don't we view him as one of the fathers of the Jewish people? Furthermore, the Parsha introduces Nayach as a tzaddik, an extremely righteous and holy person. He is the only person in the entire Torah that is given that title. Not even Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, or even Moshe Rabbeinu is given that honor. So if he's such a righteous and holy person, then why is he not one of the foremost role models of the Jewish people? When the Torah introduces Nayach, it says, Ish tzaddik tamim He was a righteous man and perfect in his generation. Rashi quotes an argument in Gemara Sanhedrin. Rabbi Yechonon says, From the fact that the Torah writes, Nayach was perfect in his generation, we can deduce that had he been in another generation, he would have not been considered a tzaddik, a righteous and holy person. However, Reish Lakish argues the exact opposite, that since Nayach was perfect in his generation, he would have been perfect in any other generation too. One of the main reasons for this argument between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish is because Nayach did not pray for his generation to be saved. As it says in Zayhar, 
that Noach did not ask for mercy to be given to the world. It is now understandable why Noach is not considered one of the forefathers of the Jewish people. He did not adhere to one of the core principles of Judaism. As it says in Gemara Shavuos, Kol Yisrael Arevim Zebazeh. All of the Jewish people are responsible for each other. But we see the exact opposite by Avram Avinu and Moshe Rabbeinu. In Parshas Vayera, we see Avram Avinu pleading and begging God to save the wicked people of Sodom, even though they do not deserve or merit to be saved. In Parshas Kisitsa, we see Moshe Rabbeinu heading back up Mount Sinai to implore God to forgive the Jewish nation for the grave sin of the golden calf. To be considered a father of a nation, you must be able to connect to each person at their level and be willing to assist them regardless of their status. Like a father who loves his child unconditionally and be willing to help them out in any situation. And although we are not leaders of nations, we are still responsible for each other. We are intrinsically connected and therefore the future of the Jewish people lies in each Jewish person's hand. So when we care for both the physical and spiritual well-being of every Jew, we will merit the ultimate redemption. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that we need to be kind and compassionate towards one another even if the other person is not deserving of such kindness. We must not stand still when we know a person requires assistance even if they don't ask us for our support. When we do offer our help, we must do so in a kind, compassionate, and discreet manner. For that is the way of the Jewish people. There is an amazing quote by Alexander the Great. Remember, upon the conduct of each lies the fate of all. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.